you need motivation and inspiration to get you off the couch and boss up? We've got you covered. Welcome to the Build or Destroy podcast. Self-improvement, education, business, relationships, financial literacy, investing, and doing for self. Let's do this. Here's your host, Anthony Barber Jr., a.k.a. The Builder. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, good people? It's your boy back with another episode. And today's episode, we're going into part six of the Cashless Society and CBDCs. Uh, part two of two. Hopefully, I can get this knocked out on uh, this part two episode where we're going to expound on uh, the Cashless Society once again. The BRICS uh, versus G7 situation, which is heating up pretty crazy. We're going to get into some uh, gold back crypto, gold back stable coins, um, and some geopolitical uh, frictions. So let's get it. So right away, man, let me jump into it, man. I got an article right here pulled up from uh, Bitcoin News, you know, news.bitcoin.com. Uh, article says Iran and Russia considered issuing gold backed stable coins uh, April 1st. That's when it's supposed to drop. Now, why do I sound so casual about all this? Because I've been talking about it for a while. But this is a pretty big deal, you know, and I think it's like a, I'm not going to say it's a smoke screen, but it's like, it's too to make you look somewhere else while something else is going on, in my opinion. Because at the same time, right, where Russia um, announced this, you know, as far as like, it's considering issuing gold back stable coins uh, with Iran, you have um, a blockchain news article, right, that came out in February February 2023, where it says the Bank of Russia to debut a digital ruble in April 2023. 20, uh, uh, 20, 20, um, so let me let me touch on this first, and I'm gonna spin the block on that Iran situation. So right away, it says the Bank of Russia to de- to debut digital ruble in April 2023. A lot of this went over a lot of people's head because. You know, Russia's real hated right now. A lot of people don't want to hear shit about Russia. They don't want to entertain anything dealing with Russia. So they just ignore everything when it comes to Russia. They're just like, oh, Russia, whatever. But I'll pay attention. So I'm going to break it down. The uh, article says the first consumer pilot for the nation's central bank digital currency will be rolled out by the Bank of Russia on April 1st, 2023 as a part of preparations uh, for this day. According to the first deputy governor, Olga, I can't pronounce the (laughs) the person's last name, uh, apologies. Um, I'm not even going to try to butcher it, but um, I'll I'll leave a reference to the article uh, underneath in the show notes for anybody that wants to read it. 
Um, it says, according to the first deputy governor, the Russia Central Bank is getting ready to launch the first real world digital ruble transactions very soon. These transactions will include 13 local banks and many retailers. So let me just stop right there for a second. This goes back to episode um, 13, I believe, where I talked about. Um, yeah, episode 13, where I talked about precious metals, Putin and global power grabs, where I broke basically broke down how they were going to how Russia was going to be able to. You know, roll this project out. Um, you know, and, and how, how it was going to be structured, and who was going to be behind it, and a lot of the major players. Like I actually gave a breakdown in that episode, so I'm gonna leave. You know, I would I would suggest you uh, tune into that, and then double back on this episode. It might put some things in perspective. But it says, according to the report by the regional news agency TASS, T A S S, the Officials said that the future CBDC pilot would include genuine activities and real consumers in Russia, but that it would be restricted to a set amount of transactions and clients. So this is still a beta test. Like they're trying to make it seem like they're ready to go full board. But I think, you know, they're going to just I'm not going to say like fully delay it, but this this is why they're trying to slow roll it. They're trying to like get get work the bugs out, see where the see where the um the kinks in the armor is. Uh, possibly see if anybody's gonna try to stop them. See what type of methods they're gonna use to try to stop them, so that they can try to like, you know, fake you know fall back and then like double back again, stronger. You know, um, I'm, if I had to, you know think that's how they're gonna do it. But it says. At the Euro Forum, Forum on Cybersecurity in France, the um, the Deputy Governor um, Olga, uh, you know, I can't pronounce the last name, but said that we expect to begin the digital ruble project in, on April 1st with transactions including uh, transfers as well as payments in trade and service organizations. She went on to say that the financial institutions were taking part in the pilot program had technically shown that they were prepared to begin testing the digital ruble. So this is still a test. Like I said, this is a beta test. This isn't like a full rollout. Like when they, like it wasn't, this wasn't even supposed to be a thing. It was originally planned for uh, 2024. So I think that's when everything is, I think that's when the shit really is gonna hit the fan in my opinion, when it comes to this digital shit. Um, I think we I think this year you're gonna see a lot of gnarly shit get put to the forefront. You're gonna see a lot of things get exposed, a lot of things get put in your face. But as far as like the actual implementation of it and actual launching of it, I don't think it's really gonna happen until like next year, maybe first quarter, second quarter, and next year, that being twenty twenty four. Um Deputy Governor provided clarification on regular consumers. Uh, would not be allowed to participate in the pilot in the first day. See, so they so they just want to deal. They want to, yeah. This is like they're gonna do it like a layered type thing. They don't want regular consumers dealing with this digital rubric just yet. Like they want to, they basically want to test it in house in a controlled environment to see what you know. They want to work the bugs out basically. 
It says, um, since banks will begin the pilot with clients, so they want to, I guess, I'm assuming they're going to do um, direct to business, not necessarily direct to consumer, but it's going to be like business to business. Because uh, it says, since the banks will begin the pilot with clients who have been picked in advance, so basically businesses, according to what um, the deputy governor said, when the first stage of the pilot program is completed, the Bank of Russia intends to evaluate how to further grow the digital ruble. So they're basically they're attacking this thing in the same way China attacked their digital yuan, where it was it was a kind of a slow roll implementation. But the thing about it is, since Russia is allied with China, they kind of know how to like steamroll the process because China already did a lot of the legwork. They already you know did a lot of the the, you know, hitting their head, so to speak, with their with their digital um, pilot program, which is pretty much complete. Their shit is like ready to go. So like Russia is basically just piggybacking, in my opinion, off of what China has already um, set set out and established. Like you know what I'm saying? They they're basically going to do the same thing um, and get that get that rolled out. Um, article goes on to say the most recent declaration made. Um, is in the is in the line of implementation strategy for the digital ruble that was publicly presented by the central bank in June of 2022 because of Western economic sanctions. There's that word again, sanctions against Russia. The consumer CBDC pilot was pushed up to date. That was originally planned for 2024. So yeah, so like originally it was planned. This whole thing was planned for 2024, but they're looking at it like well. With, with the war situation kicking off and, you know, the U.S. aiding uh, Ukraine and everything like that and and essentially kind of, you know, locking them into that conflict, it kind of, instead of putting a lot of their other projects on the back burner, they're just going to push ahead with it. It says the consumer CBDC pilot uh, was pushed up to date, like I said, originally planned for 2024, but was brought up to date uh was brought up to a date that was earlier because the Russian central bank was seeking an alternative to the swift payment system. Like I said, listen to my episode 13. I break it all down in terms of uh, the swift system, in terms of the hyperledger fabric that they're using to, to implement this new currency system. Like I, I go over all of that in there. Uh, it says this information um, comes at a time when some Russian authorities are stating that the Bank of Russia is examining the possibility of a gold-backed coin. Again, episode 13, I talk about that. That would target international commerce. Um, Vladimir Chiyuskin, the first deputy governor of the Bank of Russia, is is, is of the opinion that the creation of a gold token would assist Russia in the development of a new investment product that is appealing to investors and a payment mechanism that is required for international settlement. So this goes back to that whole thing with China and the BRICS nations. They want to go on the gold standard. They want their currency, they want not only to be digital to where it's on a, it's on a, a government controlled ledger. They can see everything. It's all transparent to them, meaning that they can see all the transactions of not only you know the businesses they deal with but the people too it's like you know they can surveillance but in in the in the same vein 
by backing it with gold, they essentially reset the system, you know, because everybody would have to get on the on the gold standard along with them. You know, that's why, in my opinion, you see so many central banks, you know, ramping up gold um, purchases and, and hoarding gold at an at a, at a extreme rate. So that article is like really, um, really, really telling, you know, this article in particular is really telling. And this came out in February. So this was at the time of me doing this podcast. It's um, it is March uh, 30th or no, March 29th. I'm sorry. It's March 29th. Um, so that was about a month ago. So this article came out. But then just today. Um, another article, another blockchain news article came out today where it says the Bank of Russia delays the CBDC pilot rollout. So this is interesting. So it says the Bank of Russia central bank digital currency pilot, which was scheduled to begin April 1st, has been delayed indefinitely due to specific legislation only passing through the first reading in the federal Assembly's lower house. The legislation is expected to be enacted by early May, according to the report by the state-owned TAS. The CBDC pilot was initially set to involve 15 private banks, but the number has since been reduced to 13. Some of the employees from these banks, along with one of the country's largest insurance companies, will become the test participants for the CBDC retail payments. Uh, says bank executives have expressed enthusiasm for the project with the director of innovations at Sinara Bank stating that the use of smart contracts should reduce the operational load of banks and make the deals transparent, which not only reduces the chances of the misuse of government and bank funds, but ultimately simplify the control over the existing contract. Like I said, it's all about control, man. Like I'm not, I'm not bigging up Russia in any way. I'm just trying to point out to you that some of these other other governments around the world, they don't really give a shit about telling you what they're doing. It's the U.S. trying to act like goody two shoes, like we're like we're not just as gangsters as everybody else, and we're not planning and plotting to do the same fucking thing. So a lot of people got it, got it twisted. They got it, you know, they got it twisted in their mind. Like, oh, only the bad guys are doing this. It's like, no, like every, this is going to be a global thing. This is a globalization. Like they want to be able to track every last penny that you spent, who you gave it to, where you spent it, what time of the day you bought it, how much was transferred here, how much was transferred here, how much, how much this person gave you, how much that person gave you, how much you gave this person, how much you gifted, it's everything, how much your job paid you, like, all the way down to the penny, like, they want to be able to track everything, all under the, all under the guise of, oh, we want to do it so people don't misuse government and misuse banks, it's like, the people don't have the ability to really do that. You might have a, 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 a small handful of people that are savvy enough to like uh, finesse money from a bank or finesse finesse money from government, whatever. But like society as a whole is, is just society as a whole. They're just they go to work, they wake up, they go to the gym, they they go party, they have weddings, they die. Like it's just like normal everyday life, man. But like they're trying to make it seem like like the masses are the ones driving this clamp down which is kind of bs 
but like I said, I'm just using Russia as an example because they're one of the few nations that literally put their shit out in the open. So it says, uh, although the pilot will innovate, or excuse, excuse me, this says, although the pilot will involve real operations and limited consumers, the general public will be unable to participate in the first stage, kind of like what the, sec what the first article touched on. The banks will enter the pilot with selected customers, and the Bank of Russia will determine how to scale the digital ruble further following the first stage. So, like, yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna hand this over to society just yet because they want to basically work with it in house to so they they can streamline it. They can streamline how they're gonna track it. They can streamline uh, to see where any of the cracks in the system are to see if anything can be exploited. You know, remember Russia has some of the best hackers on the planet so like i'm pretty sure they're going to throw their best hackers at it and try to see like hey man see if you can hack into this account or see if you can crack this code or see if you can move this money w without the uh private key or whatever it's like it's gonna be all type of shit they're doing in the background to make sure that that they have full-blown control over the over the public when they do hand them this um this new nicely packaged uh financial shift if you will crazy part is that adds to this thing is the ISO uh, 20022 so the ISO 20022 is an open global standard for financial information it provides consent rich and structured data that can be used for every kind of financial business transaction kind of like you know like a swift type of thing you know cross border type of thing you know um, but that's what these countries are starting to use for like their cross-border payments, right? Now, why is that important? Well, it's, it's important, you know, for a lot of reasons, but namely because, uh, according to a Ukrainian article, the new generation system of electronic payments will be launched in Ukraine when... April 1st of 2023, the National Bank of Ukraine has determined the procedure for conducting interbank payment transactions in Ukraine and the national currency through the new generation system of electronic payments, the SEP. And what's the SEP? Uh, the relevant statement was made by the National Bank of Ukraine. The new generation SEP will be launched April 1st, 2023 on the basis of international standard, which is the ISO, the ISO 20022, just like I just said, and in 24-7 mode. This is basically just like the new FedNow system that they're going to launch in the U.S. in June or July. It says the uh, international standard or the ISO 2202. The 20022 unifies payment documents, creates uniform principles for their filing and processing, expands and requisites uh, co composition of payment instructions with additional information, which makes it possible to automate payment operations and improve the level of customer service. This is basically a brand new digital payment system that Ukraine's rolling out April 1st, and like nobody caught it. Like this, and like and this, this has been talked about for a while, but. Just to bring everything full circle, Russia's launching their pilot. It just got delayed until May, but instead of April, but they're launching it in May. They were going to launch it on the same day 
that Ukraine was launching their digital payment system. Don't you find that kind of ironic? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know they're at war and everything, but it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're doing this. We want to have this new payment system. It's going to be digital. Oh, and by the way, the U.S. is launching a, a similar system. Oh, yeah, by the way, you know, the BRICS nations are um, are, are looking into a gold-backed um, currency that's going to be digital. It's going to use hyperledger fabric, and they can um, circumvent SWIFT, and they can do cross-border payments with each other uh, and all that stuff. It's like, this seems like coordinated as fuck like it's a lot of shit that's similar it's just it's like it's a similar thing it says the article goes on to say the 24 hour or the 24 7 operation mode of the of the new generation scp provides for the completion of interbank payment operations without suspending the operation of the system and an instant transition from the current day to day to the next calendar day. So basically, you don't you can you don't need people anymore. This shit's automated. It, it's an automated digital payment system that runs 24/7. Like I said in, in previous um, uh, podcast episodes about the the, the cash society and how like um, and it speaks on like the Fed now system. The Fed now system is a similar system, right? So like I said, when that light bill is due on the first. It won't be any late payments. The light bills due is due, and the lights get cut off. If your money isn't in the account, it's getting cut off. You don't you don't need to talk to a person. There's no people to talk to anymore. It's all automated. It's all it's all cashless. It's all automated. It's tied to your bank account, and it, and the money better be in there, or your lights are getting cut off, or your gas is getting cut off. Like that's just what it's gonna be. Um, article says the sum of the completed payment instruction will be displayed on the SCP user account on the date of the calendar day on which it was conducted via the SCP. So that that is that's crazy, man. Like just just that just full circle on that, like the ISO and then Ukraine and then Russia delaying their CB their CBDC rollout. But then let me let me let me spin the block, right? Again, like I said, in July, July the U.S. will uh, uh, announce for the Federal Reserve's Fed Now Nationwide payment system. It's the same thing that that Ukraine's doing. They just call it something else. Um, let's see. Let me get into it. it. Says the Federal Reserve issued a press release, and this was March 27. This was two days ago. As, at the time of me doing this podcast, it's uh, March 29th. So this was two days ago. It says the Federal Reserve issued a press release announcing its plans for July debut of Fed Now, its service to facilitate nationwide reach of instant payment services by financial institutions, banks, basically banks. They say financial institutions. They're talking about banks. As previously discussed here, the FedNow service will provide individuals and businesses the ability to send and receive instant payments through the Federal Reserve's FedLine network at any time of the day, seven days a week. Doesn't that just sound like what I just read that Ukraine is doing? The 20, is it going to run 24-7? The FedLine currently serves 10,000 financial institutions and their agents, which means They've already been beta testing it. They've already worked the bugs out. They're doing the same. That's the same thing Russia's trying to do now. 
they, they have a limited quantity of clients, a limited quantity of people that have been using it. They've been working out all the bugs, trying to figure out how they, you know, all the back doors, all the loopholes, all the kinks in the armor. They've been working out all that shit in the background and now they're ready to roll it out. It says the recipients of payments using FedNow will have immediate full access to funds, which will enable greater flexibility and opportunity for immediate use of money sent and money received. So basically, use it. Your bill, when, hey, when that bill's due, is due, man. Um, in, in April, the Federal, the Federal Reserve will begin certifying participants so that when the launch occurs, those institutions will be prepared to send live transactions through the system. This basically goes back, this, this basically speaks directly to the banking crisis because they're basically like this, man. Everybody's going to have to get on this titty. Everybody's going to have to participate in this Fed now titty. And it's far too many of you little stupid ass banks running around here that want to do your own thing and give out loans and do this and do that and try to put money in your pocket. You're going to have to do it the way we tell you to do it or you're going to have to basically get the fuck on. And that's basically what's happening with the banking crisis. That's why they're like, well, we're not bailing out national and, and community banks because you don't basically they, they don't adhere to none of the rules of the, of the, of the, of the fed or the big the big shit so they're only dealing with the big boys um said so in june the federal reserve and those certified participants will engage in production validation activities to prepare for the launch so like everybody's being validated right now that's why you have all these banking collapses and shit happening because like it, crypto onboarding all of that shit like the reason why Bitcoin is low right now is because they, they want it low, right? How do you buy Bitcoin? And, and this is, I'm, I'm digressing a little bit from, you know, my point in, in this podcast, but it's related. Like, my question to people listening to this is this, how do you buy Bitcoin? Like, if I walked up to you, like, you know, this is for all my Bitcoin people, for all my crypto enthusiasts out there. Like if I walked up to you on the street, I'm a perfect stranger, you don't know me from Adam. And I'm like, hey man, I wanna get into crypto. Like, how do I buy some? I wanna buy some Bitcoin. And you would tell me a couple of things. You would say, well, uh, you, can, you can get it from, I would say, if I said, where do I buy it from? You would say, oh, you can get it from Coinbase. You can get it from, you'll tell me whatever exchange that you buy it from, right? You'll say, oh, I'll get mine from Bitrix. Or I buy mine from uh, Bitfinex or, you know, Coinbase or Binance. Like you, you would throw out an exchange. But my next question, if you once you tell me what the exchange is, like let's say you say Coinbase. Oh, well, I buy mine from Coinbase. And I say, oh, okay, cool. I've heard of Coinbase before. Well, how do I do it? Like, do I just like, do I call Coinbase and do I, you know, remember, I'm like a total newbie person. I don't know shit about crypto. Like. You know, I might buy some stock or whatever, but I don't I never bought crypto. So I'm like, I'm acting real stupid. I'm just like, well, what do I do? Do I call Coinbase on the phone and tell them I want to buy so many of these Bitcoins or something? And then I have to like pay them over the phone with my credit card or something. And you would say, no, you would use your bank. Nobody ever puts two and two together. Nobody ever like thinks about this shit. It's like the bank is the on ramp to crypto. That's your way into the house. If crypto is a house, the bank is the door. The bank is the door with the big ass lock on it. And the only way you get through that door is if you have a key and your, and your key is your personal bank account or your business bank account. 
That's the only way you get into the house or onto the freeway via the on-ramp. The bank is the on-ramp. It's the door. It's the, it's, it's the only way you get in because you have to convert fiat or digital fiat, I should say, because pretty much fiat's dead. But whatever you got in your account, you have to be able to transfer it onto the exchange and turn it into digital to buy digital money. You have to make it digital. You have to go digital. But you only can do that by using your personal funds in your bank account. And that bank has to has to actually approve the buying and selling of crypto. So like some banks won't even let you have a uh, won't even let you buy or transfer money out of your account to a crypto exchange. They have like a, a policy or something where it's certain banks that won't even allow you to buy crypto through them using your own money that's you know and that's that should that should be a flag right there because they're basically telling you how to spend your money but think about it if i collapse all these banks and it's only let's say when it's all said and done it's only maybe four to five banks left that you can only buy crypto through now i basically bottlenecked all of society right where i want them i bottlenecked everybody into a position where I know exactly who's buying crypto. I know I know because I because I have everybody's accounts. It's not so spread out. It's not like through a credit union or through a local bank or a national bank or you know like a smaller bank or something. It's it's through my approved homies. You know what I'm saying, so to speak. Like if the Federal Reserve had homeboys, whatever banks are rolling with the Fed. That's their that's 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 the crew. It's like okay, now everybody has to go through the people that I tell them to go through just to buy crypto. But what happens when they just all of a sudden tell you you can't buy crypto? What happens? What happens when they say, oh, crypto is only reserved for institutions, or only banks can buy crypto? Like consumers can't buy crypto. We we put a ban on the the purchasing of Bitcoin. That means everybody that's holding Bitcoin right now, they're good because they can't just steal your Bitcoin necessarily. Not necessarily. They can't just because you know, it's, too, it's too many wallets. It's too many ways of like squirreling away Bitcoin. You can have hardware wallets. You can have all type of shit to store your Bitcoin. But the point is, like, I'm talking about the new people, the people that never got into crypto that that are going to actually want to get in. They're going to force it to where you can't. They're going to say, oh, you can't buy crypto. They're going to say, have you ever bought crypto before? And you're going to be like, well, no. They're going to say, oh, well, it's too high risk for you. You can't buy it. Do you own a wallet? Do you know how to use a wallet? Like, it might be some weirdo shit like that. They might hit you with it. They might make you sign some weird disclaimer or something or some weird something contract saying something about you. You, you, you fully disclose every transaction to the bank or something like that. To where like you know they all your transactions are transparent and you give the bank full autonomy over your account to where they can they can view all your transactions on a blockchain or you know even though it's 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 viewable but like your 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 wallets you have to give them all your wallets they might say some shit like that like every time you set up a wallet you have to you have to disclose it to us and you have to give us the wallet address at least the receiving address you have to give it to us so that we know that it's yours we have you have to give us all your wallets because it could and they can track it they can let's say you have your main wallet 
that is on, you know, like you have like a, a wallet app on your phone. They can track all that. You you think Google? You think Google isn't going to have some type of collective bargaining agreement with the Fed or the government when this is all said and done? They gonna give all that shit up to the government, but all your information gonna be in a in a digital vault somewhere, and you gonna think you okay because you like, oh well, I got a I got a wallet on my phone, or you might have like five different wallets on your phone. But my the next question I would ask you is, where did you download the wallet from? You downloaded it from an app store. Who owns the app store? Either Google owns it or Apple owns it. See what I'm saying? So like, it's not like some mystery thing where you downloaded your wallet from. Like they know who they know who you who you are. They know they, they know you have five different wallets downloaded on your phone. That they do know. They can say, uh, Mr. Such and Such or Mrs. Such and Such. I, I see right here you downloaded um, Change Jelly. I see you downloaded the Coinbase wallet. I see you downloaded. Uh, um, an Exodus wallet. I see you downloaded a MetaMask wallet. Like, see what I'm saying? Like, they'll, they'll know. They might not know how much how much crypto you got in in those wallets, but or if you have any at all. But they don't care. They're just like, we want the addresses. You have to fi- you have to file those addresses because the new thing is like, you know how they you can, how they can freeze bank accounts. They're going to be doing that. They're going to be Canada already proved it. Canada already proved that they can freeze your account. They can freeze your Bitcoin. They can freeze. They can freeze it. They can track it and freeze it. But I'm just throwing that out there as a caveat, man, because like this Fed now system is going to be real, real gnarly. A lot of people, it's going to blindside a lot of people, and it's going to seem like it came out of nowhere, and they're not even going to understand. And we understand, man. It's going to be so crazy. Um, says uh, Ken Montgomery. The first vice president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston and Fed now executive said uh, we couldn't be more excited about the forthcoming Fed now launch, which will enable every participating financial institution, the smallest to the largest and from all corners of the country to offer a modern instant payment solution. With the launch drawing near, we urge financial institutions and their industry partners to move full steam ahead with preparations to join the Fed now service. So it's basically like either you get either you get down or you lay down. That's basically what you see what you what you see happening uh, with all these banks. You know, like these banks are basically just getting in position. They're just they're about to start buying up smaller banks. Smaller banks are about to start getting absorbed and merged and everything. But that's the, that's just the Fed. That's the Fed now. Finally, I'm going back to the Iran and Russia considering issuing gold-backed stablecoin. Article, um, the Bitcoin News article that came out today on the 29th. It says Tehran and Moscow are discussing the possible the possible launch of a stablecoin for international settlements. There it is again, international settlements. The Silk Road, like the digital Silk Road, the BRICS nations, uh, the Russian press revealed in order to mint the gold back currency. However, authorities would need to first regulate crypto assets. This is what I'm saying. It's going to be regulated under government control. Episode 13, I break it all down. They want to they want to uh, introduce, you know, government regulated 
crypto backed by gold, you know, you know, state control by the, by the state, by the country. It's not going to be decentralized. Like all that decentralization shit going out the window, man. A lot of people, a lot of people got it twisted. Like this has been a, this has been a social experiment. It's been an experiment. They've been letting people play with this thing for, for over a decade. They've been letting society play with it for a decade and try to like see what, what, what was going to come about. And now they're like ready to just like put the clamp down on that shit. Um, it says Iran's central bank is considering the possibility of creating, along with Russia, Russia's participation a digital token to facilitate trade in the Persian region, according to a report quoting the head of crypto industry organization in Russian Federation. The coin could be accepted as a means of payment in international settlements, which basically circumvents SWIFT cross borderly. Uh, the executive director of the Russian Association of Cryptonomics, Artificial Intelligence and Blockchain. See what I'm saying? Um, Alexander uh, Brazinkov told the Business Daily. Um, he said, it is assumed that the token will be backed by gold. It will be a stable coin. That's him. That's quoting him. Uh, stable coins are cryptocurrencies, the value of which is usually pegged to a state-issued fiat currency or precious metals. While Russia, while Russian authorities have been postponing the adoption of comprehensive regulations for Bitcoin and the like, with the, Ru- with, the with the Bank of Russia opposing their legalization in the country, a proposal to permit the use of gold-backed stable coins was circulated last year, just like I touched on in episode 13. They want a gold-backed stablecoin along with China, along with all the other BRICS nations. They want to back their currency with gold. And then they're going to, every currency will basically have, it'll be white label. It'll all be one gold-backed currency. But in Russia, it'll be called the ruble. In China, it'll be called the yuan. Uh, you know, in all these other nations, it'll, it'll, it'll have like their, their wrapper on it, but it'll essentially be the same currency just under a different you know name they'll call it something else but it'll be the same thing um says cryptocurrency should be regulated first a member of the russian parliament said the largest digital coin backed by physical gold according to the issuer is pax gold currently ranks 74th in terms of capitalization with a market cap of over uh 511 million it's an ERC-20 token based on Ethereum. Um, it says, let's see. Yeah, the, the news of the negotiations have been confirmed by Anton Trachev, a member of the Committee of the Information Policy, Information Technology and Commun- Communications of the Santa Duma, the lower house of Russian parliament. Uh, however, he remarked that the matter would be actively discussed at the state level only after cryptocurrencies are fully regulated so that's where this is going man like it's all heading in the same damn direction no matter what country you're talking about every country's doing cbdc pilots why because fiat's going away it's about to be a digital fucking world man like you're not going to have paper currency anymore everything's going to be digital like you're gonna have some countries that are just like so 
behind the times and so like kind of barbaric that you know you might see some semblance of like uh, fiat but that's only to keep a foot on their neck until they until they ultimately convert to a to a digital thing you know either the leader will be usurped and and and, and he'll be uh he'll be booted out of there and a puppet will be put in there that's going to actually do what the powers want him to do or they'll just they'll get on board man is that's just how that's just how i see it how i see it happening but it says russia and iran both under western economic and financial sanctions have been looking to crypto assets as a means to circumvent restrictions so this is like going back to what i was saying about like a lot of these nations are like basically tag teaming with each other because the u.s is like putting so much like pressure on people and putting their thumb on people that they're like i'm not saying like that like they're tired of it but it's just more so like it's strength in numbers man like it just makes sense for like the BRICS nations to like link up and say you know what what are they going to do what's the u.s really going to do push come to shove like they're going to fight us all if like even if they put sanctions on us like we can still do trade amongst ourselves like we don't even need the u.s we can just cut the u.s off completely and just say forget it you know what i'm saying we'll just deal with each other and that's just what and that's what's happening the u.s is literally in a position where like all these other nations are like ganging up and coming together and saying well screw the u.s we don't need the u.s we'll just we'll just do business with each other which i think is going to ultimately lead to like some um military conflict later on this year or at least um the start of something kicking off possibly because it's basically bottlenecking the u.s and in, into a situation where like well we're already kind of a laughing stock in a way because of all the politics and shit going on over here but like monetarily wise we're like we're really down in the dumps man like our economy is like really busted up ever since covid kicked off it's been it's just been just upside down man inflation at all-time high hyperinflation and now we're about to go into stagflation where we have literally no growth like far as like our own government our own country like far as we're not gonna have any growth but i also think that you're gonna have a polarization going on between the BRICS nations and the g7 nations where you're gonna have the g7 nations kind of coming together investing with each other on some of the things that they want to do like the ev stuff and the, the lithium mining and things of that nature and trying to gather up precious metals wherever they can but i don't think it's i don't know if it's gonna be enough i'll say that but then you because you got the BRICS nations and they make up a big chunk of the country a big a big chunk of the um of the planet excuse me so it's gonna be interesting to see man i just wanted to touch on this um, and, and, and bring everybody up to speed on what's going on out here as far as this cashless society stuff. A lot of a lot of stuff going on, a lot of payment services being launched, digital currency, CBDC pilots, gold-backed crypto, regulations. Like you're going you're gonna to hear a lot of that over the next couple months, man. It's just going to get more and more crazy. Um, they want to they control people. They want to control people. And if, and if people don't wake up, you know, and, and at least learn how to move within this system. Cause I don't even think you can stop it because there's so much shit going on. Like, I don't think you can really just quote unquote stop it. Like everybody would have to like simultaneously stop participating in it 
for it to like really do any damage and and that's not gonna happen so in that regard i would say like it's better for you to just get educated on what's going on so you can try to like at least like work within it and and and, and build within it and like and try to thrive within it and uh you know that's all i gotta say for this this episode man let me know what you guys think i'm gonna put reference material um in uh in the show notes you know so get at me get at me on twitter you know the vibes you know talk to me i do talk back all right man until next time peace thanks for listening to the build or destroy podcast with your host anthony barber jr aka the builder We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you can use to boss your life up. If you're interested in expanding your mind and reaching your definition of freedom and how these ideas and views can be applied in the real world, tap in with us next week. As always, you can head over to www.builderslsb.com to cop some motivation, dope merch, and sign up to our email list. And don't forget to check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. And as always, boss up instead of laying down.